Not the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our readings today are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and we begin with Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 2, verse 3. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was complete chaos, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky. And there was evening and there was morning. The second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit, with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, 
Let us make humans in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humans in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, And all their multitude. On the sixth day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. Our other reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I know we had a bit of a longer reading today, and I wanted to give a little bit of an introduction to this series. Because I was looking at the upcoming celebration of the Transfiguration and realized that there were a lot of different parts to the picture it paints. It makes for quite a bit of information to put into one Sunday. So I decided to use a few Sundays to introduce some of the other concepts that help us to understand the transfiguration. As we move through transfiguration, we will also be moving through the first chapter of John. Doing so, we can relate Christ to all of our readings. In them, we can also relate each week to a different aspect of God. We begin with the God of creation. For this, we turn to our creation account from the first chapter of Genesis, the opening words of the Bible. And we pair this poetry with the poetic opening of John's gospel. The reason I paired these is because when we tie John into it, it gives us another aspect to relate to in creation. We hear of creation itself in John. And the word was with God and the word was God. And all things came into being through him. And the light shines in the darkness, 
and the darkness did not overtake it. The poetic language of John blends perfectly with the poetic language of Genesis, and it helps to tell a story that answers a question. Much of what Genesis is doing is answering a set of basic questions. The most basic is the question of how did we get here? What brought us to this point? And through those questions, we hear about the character of God. One of the main things we see in this account of creation is God bringing order to chaos. That God gives purpose and meaning to creation by giving it order. It speaks to God's character that God tames the chaos and is a God of order. That God sets things in motion so that they work and that they are good. Some would argue that it isn't poetry, but I use that language intentionally. I use it because in many ways it is poetry. I use it because it can help us to understand that the creation narrative isn't about giving us science. We are so ingrained in a fact versus fiction modern perspective that we can trick ourselves into a false narrative. The false narrative is that if something isn't historically accurate, that it contains no truth which would be incorrect because the text was never written as a science textbook. Genesis exists to tell us about God and about our interactions with the divine. When we look again at the question being answered, the question is not just how did we get here, but includes... Who is God? Who is this God that we follow? Who is the God that brought us together as a people? What purpose does God have for humankind? Why should God care about people at all? I say this because we can get hung up on all the wrong parts of God's creation. People will debate the scientific accuracy and end up missing completely what we are being shown. While someone thinks they are defending God by defending a flat earth, they can miss what Genesis tells us about the nature of God and God's relation to us. When we start pushing questions into the text, it wasn't meant to answer. We are going to have to invent answers. And I'm more than happy to sit down and have a longer discussion of this with any of you. But what Genesis does tell us is that God sees the goodness of creation. That God sees chaos and brings order. That when God sees darkness, he brings light. And the light was good And the light is good. And we get our first day with God separating day and night. 
God has ordered our days that we may have a time for work and a time for rest. As we continue on, we see further order out of chaos. With above and below, made through separating the waters, we get sky and dry land with every kind of plant and seed. We see life and it's good. We see stars, the sun and the moon placed so that there's order, so that there's light. We can make sense of the lights and they can guide us and again they give us order and it is good. We see the waters bringing forth all the living creatures to cover the earth. All the things needed for a complete ecosystem are there and it is good. Order from chaos. Purpose. We see this pattern repeated over and over again. God gives order to the chaos and it is good. God gives purpose to the land and it is good. God gives purpose to all life on earth and it is good. We can recognize all that God has done and know that it is good because we can look around and see God's impact. We can look around and see all that God has done. We can look around and feel God's presence. But we can also see something else. The reason I included that part of John is that when we can see all that came into being through the Word, because in the beginning was the Word, and John tells us Christ is the Word. Through the Word comes order. Through the Word comes love and care. And we see that because it's not just that things are made and they exist, but they are good. They are appreciated. They are loved. Then we get another major part of our Genesis account. God makes humankind in his image. Male and female he created them and God blesses them. Through God's word, we are blessed. Through the word, we are blessed knowing that the earth has been ordered, that we are given purpose through God. And God finishes work on the sixth day and then rests on the seventh. God sets an example for us yet again that we are a beloved and blessed part of creation and God wants us to know that we should rest. That we can be thankful for all that God has done and we honor God in our rest. That we understand God better because we understand God's love for us. That we are to know that we are not just cogs in a machine, but that we are a beloved and blessed people. That we can know that we matter to the creator of all things. Now, I started with this because when I looked at the transfiguration, I wanted to go back to creation so that we could see God's character from the beginning that we could see Christ from the beginning. That the God of the transfiguration is the God of creation. When I read the account of creation, I see a God who cares about everything around us. I see a God who cares about us. I see Christ in every part of creation. I see a God who loves 
his creation and loves his people. We see a God who blesses his people that they may be fruitful in all the earth. A God who cares enough about us to want us to rest and to take care of ourselves and each other. A God who wants us to understand the world around us so that we can appreciate it. So that we can make sense of it. That our God is one of order from chaos. That we can see day and night as signs of God's care. That we can look at everything around us and we too can create order from chaos. And that because we are loved, we can love. That creation is not in opposition to us, but in harmony with us. That it is a story of God's care for all things and a story of God's love. And that wherever we go, God is with us. And wherever we go, we see Christ. Because all that came into the world came through the word. That we know the word made flesh to walk among us, to teach us, to guide us, to lead us, and to remind us of that blessing and love that God showed us. That that is the Christ who is transfigured. That is the God whose love shines forth. It is the blessing and the love that God shows all of us each and every day. So let us never forget this story so that we never forget all the goodness that surrounds us. May we always know that God is with us. And may we remember that we are blessed, surrounded by all that God has for us. That we are walking in the love that God will always have for us. So that we may grow in it, and that we may share it, and that we may live it and that we may be transformed by it. Because we know that our God is a God of all creation. Amen.